1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement. Due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com
2: Mobile.com. Good morning! yeah, It's time to wake up! <laughs>
3: it's five. And we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Come on!
4: Oh, yes, it is the pregame show. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and
5: girls. Happy New Year. It is a new year. And the Warriors, they're back to winning. The Niners, they're still winning. The Bay Area, it's a place to be right now if you're a sports fan. And we're going to break it all down right here on the pregame show with Joe Spadoni. It is good to talk to you all again. I've missed you. Man, I haven't been here, what, since December 16th? I think December 16th is when I parted a lot. An awful lot has happened since then. Carlos Correa was still a Giant then. Huh. That seems like forever ago. Is he a Met? Did he sign? Do we know? Don't know what's going on with there. We know what's going on with the Warriors. Huge win. Double overtime against the Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young. Just outrageous performance by Klay Thompson as he drops <laughs> just 54. 54 for Klay. And just an unreal performance. And a performance he desperately needed. And Kevon Looney... 14 points, 20 rebounds, Jordan Poole, 28 points, Anthony Lamb, 17 points, and he'll be joining the morning roast today, Anthony Lamb, at 8.30. You're not going to want to miss that interview with Bonte and Shasky, but man, just an incredible performance for the Golden State Warriors, and I want to hear from you at 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, what a win for the Golden State Warriors last night, in double overtime, To start off the new year in winning fashion, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Undefeated in the new year, the Golden State Warriors. They're just not going to lose, are they? Right? They're just not going to lose? Just unbelievable. To where this team was when I left, to where they are now. Just can't stop winning. It's four in a row now. Check that, five in a row. You have the Grizzlies on Christmas Day. Huge win there. The beleaguered Hornets handled business. Jazz handled business. Against Dame Dolly, you handled business. And now against the Hawks. Close games, all of them too. And huge that they're winning these games closely without Steph. Right? That was the problem. You didn't have the closer. Steph wasn't there. The end of halves, the end of quarters, it was just getting sloppy. And now you've getting contributions by Dante DiVincenzo. What DiVincenzo Paisan. And talk about him and his performances as of late. Later in the show, Clay Thompson, obviously being that closer, is so huge. Jordan Poole, yeah, he struggled at times yesterday. Some possessions he's going to want to have back, but still contributing on the offensive end. And Kevon Looney, just shout out Kevon, the unsung hero, constantly. But now we've been seeing what he's all about. We saw it in the finals against the Celtics. We're seeing it now. he's has been what Kevon? Uh, what was the nickname? It's Moses Malone and Kevon Looney. They matched it up, whatever you want to call it. Lankford posted the meme last night. Give it to me, text line at 888-957-9570. Moses Malone, is that what it is? Just unbelievable. 20 rebounds, 10 offensive boards? Are you kidding me? And here's how it started. we got to break that down. And by the way, we're going to get all into the 49ers Raiders still. We're going to be talking about both these overtime wins. Which one was more impressive? We'll get into all of that. And I'd be remiss to not mention the huge national story, obviously, uh, that's going on right now around the NFL and around the sporting landscape. Damar Hamlin, Buffalo Bills, secondary player, uh, suffered cardiac arrest. This is per the Buffalo Bills. The Bills, obviously, at Cincinnati Bengals last night in Monday Night Football. Huge game with so many implications. And just, it took... Twitter took everyone by storm. I was out and about with the family yesterday, last little holiday, just hanging out. Benny came back to school. So we all went out to Barnes & Noble, got him a little book, read him the book that night. But I was just scrolling through Twitter. As we were browsing, it's like CPR on Damar Hamlin. I was like, what the hell's going on? So I hit up the chats, multiple show chats, roast. Willard Dibbs, Stiney, who was like, what, what's going on? Is anyone of you guys watching this? And then Lubman, Evan, E-Dog, they're all just like, yeah, it's, they, this guy may be dead. They're giving CPR. Like, that's where we are. I was like, what? Just so scary, this whole situation. And they continue to monitor him. He's in critical condition. And this is what the statement released by the Buffalo Bills about five hours ago. This is the following. DeMar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field and he was transferred to the UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. He's currently sedated and listed in critical condition. That was from the Buffalo Bills. That was a statement on their Twitter feed about, I believe at 1030 last night. Scary situation. Just so Scary. Glued to my TV throughout, watching that, obviously, while watching the Warriors on my phone. But I just couldn't bring myself to not turn off Scott Van Pelt and ESPN. And I felt like they did a tremendous job last night. ABC, all of them. Uh, difficult situation. The tone was right. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Susie Colbert, Lisa Salters, Booker McFarlane, Adam Schefter, Ryan Clark Post game and Scott Van Pelt. Commend them. They did a hell of a job. Never easy when you're put in that situation. And uh, they held... Held it together. It's a delicate situation. His family, Hamlin's family, was in the stands. And um, just very scary. And our thoughts, obviously, prayers, what have you, uh, with DeMar, his family, the team. And, you know, Vitals, last time they checked, were good. Um, But he is in critical condition. So as news trickles down, we will give that information to you. Uh, right here on 95.7 The Game throughout the day. Hoping for the best, obviously. But uh, DeMar Hamlin suffering a cardiac arrest on the field last night. Monday Night Football in Cincinnati. And obviously we will give you all the details uh, that come to us throughout the day. Right here on 95.7 The Game. Not easy to transition from that, but we will try. Golden State Warriors. Huge win last night against the Atlanta Hawks. Clay Thompson. Fifty burger, just unreal performance from Clay, unreal. And you know the conversation early on was, you know Clay not playing in back to backs, he's not playing well. This team is struggling. They can't win on the road. <laughs> Still can't win on the road. But hey, when you're winning at home, who cares about that right now? Seventeen and two at home, not bad, not bad. Haven't seen a Jekyll and Hyde situation like this from a team at home versus on the road in a long time. We'll see how that shakes out during the playoffs. But something tells me if you can just sneak one in each series, you'll be just fine on the road. But Klay Thompson getting his groove back in absence of Steph and Dante DiVincenzo, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green. When Draymond Green's hitting threes, for God's sakes, like, come on, I just got to wrap it up at that point. That's just how it feels when I watch this team. It's like, all right, Draymond's hitting threes, it's a wrap. That's how I felt last year, Game 6 in the NBA Finals. Remember, Draymond was hitting threes towards the end there. It's like, alright, time to go home if you're a Boston Celtics fan. It's just, ugh, horrible. Horrible. Man. Draymond Green. And here's how it all went down. I'm bearing the lead here. Tim Roy call, just unbelievable. You hear it all here on 95.7 The Game. Here's how it started. Dante DiVincenzo. Klay Thompson, Jordan Poole, on a crazy turn of events there to tie it at the end of the fourth quarter. And here's how it sounded on 95-7 the game.
2: Tied Jerome. Poole this time lines up in the backcourt. DiVincenzo and Thompson far side of the lane, top and bottom and Draymond Green toward the baseline on the near side Draymond will screen for DiVincenzo they both screen for Thompson who catches corner three is on the way no good, Poole runs down the rebound Poole forces up a three, it's blocked tipped out, DiVincenzo grabs it in rhythm buried it! Point six. He tied the game! Timeout Atlanta! The Hawks bench, they're looking around, they are stunned! The ball is deflected right out by DeJounte Murray, it was right to DiVincenzo, who comes through with yet another big three but this game is not over Point six to go, that's plenty of time for a catch and shoot situation for Atlanta, and they will move the ball to the front court.
5: They try to do a catch and shoot situation for Atlanta with Bogdanovich, don't even think he got off in time, it was short, didn't matter and they go on to overtime, number one, still tied after that Let's go to overtime number two, and obviously there were some mishaps there at the end of overtime number one. Jordan Poole didn't even get a shot off. That's tough. Again, we'll hear from Steve Kerr, Kevon Looney, Clay Thompson, Kerr talking about Jordan uh, Jordan Poole going through a little bit of lumps. How it's good for his confidence. We'll get to that sound in a second, but first, I mentioned it when Draymond's doing this, it's a wrap.
2: Thompson the catch. Shows the ball to Murray. Dribble drive. Clay slows down. handoff. off. Lammy fumbled the pass. Throws it out to Draymond for three. Good! Improbable! Incredible! And the Warriors lead by five! Timeout Atlanta! 42.9 to go! The belief of Draymond Green and the grit and grime of Anthony Lamb made that play.
5: Improbable. This, it's low-key a shot from the great Tim Roy to Draymond Green, though, isn't it? Him probably. Draymond's hit threes in his career. He doesn't do it all the time. Hell, doesn't really score all the time, but he's hitting threes. Come on, Tim. Dre's four-time champ. He's hitting threes. Just such a fun game. So fun to hear the great Tim Roy being this is his best game of the year, obviously. This is the win of the year, given the circumstances. Had that huge lead. 20-plus points, it dwindles down. You get down, what was it, nine points in the fourth quarter? It's like, oh, God. Clay, keeping you guys alive, and then this
2: to end it. Warriors with no timeouts. Draymond up the floor. Dribbles it. Waits. Hand off Thompson. Takes a three on the way. No good. Looney with a tip. No good. Tipped up. It's good. At the buzzer. Goodbye, Looney. Kavon Looney tipped it in! A scramble at the rim! The Warriors celebrate jumping up and down, mobbing number five at midcourt. What a way to bring in the new year! 143-141, no doubt that's a good basket. They don't even have to review it.
5: They did not have to review it. It was a good basket. Night-night, Atlanta Hawks, Warriors, they win. And man, again, Kavon Looney, unsung hero time in and time out, but I think we could, it's slowly but surely, we could remove that that tag or that title of unsung hero because we've seen it here in the Bay, the national media coverage of him. They have saw it in the finals last year against the Celtics and what he was able to do against the time lord, Robert Williams, and then throughout that playoffs just getting rebound after rebound. This is a little disleading. I was just looking at the stats after the game and Plus minus is a stab we like to use a lot. I mean, Kevon Looney, you want to guess his plus minus? Minus 20. He was only the third Warrior in the minus category, the plus minus. Him, Moody, Patrick Baldwin. By the way, Patrick Baldwin, eight points, efficient. It was good to see that. Two of six from three, I maybe mean, efficient and a little strong, but he was solid. Two rebounds, had a steal, a block. I liked what I'm seeing from the young guy, PB&J. Job PB&J Otters, Disney Channel original. Moses Moody, he had some moments here and there. It was a total team effort. I liked what I saw from everyone again. Ty Jerome, he struggled a little bit, one of six. Wasn't his best game. Plus two in the category, if you want to go by plus minus again. Anthony Lamb, again, he's joining Bonte and Chasky at 8.30 on the morning roast. Can't wait for that. Anthony Lamb. The Silence of the Lambs. Maybe we'll have a little Goodbye Horses. Rejoin music for that. Clarice. Hannibal Lecter. Classic. I'm sure he hasn't heard that pun before. Jordan Poole, 28. Klay Thompson, 54. Kevon Looney, 14 points. 20 rebounds. Just a baller. And then Adante DiVincenzo. 8 points. 9 rebounds. 5 assists. 2 steals. you kidding me? For the Italian Stallion? Love that. Here's Steve Kerr after the game, talking about Kevon Looney and his work on the boards.
4: Loon was fantastic. They've got some big guys in the paint who can go up and get lobs, and they kind of took over that third quarter with Okonwu, Collins, and Trey Young coming downhill. So we were kind of going back and forth between Loon and Anthony Lamb, deciding do we want more spacing or more size, and both of them had great games. So it was really fun to watch them both perform at that level, and then to see Loon get rewarded with the game winner was fantastic.
5: Absolutely. You put in all that hard work, and for Kavon Looney, getting that game-winning shot, and he even said after, he's like, that's my first game-winning shot ever. Big men don't get that chance that often. Unless you're a good fadeaway jumper, shout out Dirk, Duncan, guys like that, Anthony Davis, like, big guys don't get that opportunity a lot. And Kavon, he's not known for his jump shot. But he was there at the right place at the right time, and here's Kavon talking about that game-winning shot.
2: I rushed the first one, I didn't think I had that much time, but I seen I had more time, so I took my time with the second one, and I was able to uh, to make
5: it. <laughs> he rushed his time. Mind you, he's saying all this, I've had plenty of time. It was like one second left on the clock. What are you talking about, Kavon? Just these guys, they're on another level, and their minds are slow. One second could be an eternity for these guys, and sometimes it is if you're a fan. But just great for Kavon, that moment. He'll never forget it. Warriors fans will never forget it. Hell of a win last night as the Golden State Warriors take down the Atlanta Hawks, 143-141, to double overtime. We're going to be talking about it all here, 95-7 the game, all day long. And again, we'll get into that 49ers-Raiders, overtime, another overtime win for a Bay Area team over a former Bay Area team in the Raiders. Huge win, Brock Purdy, the 49ers improved to 12-4, and Raiders fall to 6-10. and It was Purdy versus Stidham, we'll get into that coming up in the next segment, but just craziness all around in this new year, especially in Bay Area sports. It's a place to be right now if you're covering it. And man, I'm glad I'm covering it right here on ninety five seven. The game. Here's more from Kevon Looney, and talking about his teammate Clay Thompson, who dropped fifty four.
2: It's always great to see uh Klay get hot. You know, he gets hot. Not few many players that can, uh you know, score like him. He carried us uh, throughout the whole game. When things got tough, he was able to just throw him the ball. He's uh, he's able to make shots. He scored in all type of ways. Get to the basket, pull-ups, post-ups, and, and threes. So, you know, he just reminded
6: guys who he is and uh, what he's capable of
2: doing. Absolutely. And here's
5: Steve Curry talking about Klay Thompson in his fourth quarter.
4: I think we had four guys play 44 minutes or more and so it, it just felt to me like in the in the two overtimes but even down the stretch fatigue was a factor and we weren't generating many easy shots and Clay just took over so we're going to him just with high screen getting him the ball letting him go on high screen and running off him off some pins and he just made shot after shot made play after play he was incredible Here's more from Kerr on Clay being patient He's done so much in his career, so you don't go away from him just because he has a bad stretch. Everybody has bad stretches. So I just think he's stayed with it. He's worked hard on his conditioning and his strength, and he's stayed with it. Like I said, from an emotional level, he's just stayed much more calm and patient, and that's paying off for him. One more from
5: Kerr on Clay, talking about controlling his emotions.
4: I think it's more his emotion is under control. I think when he was struggling early earlier in the season, I thought he was placing way too much importance on each shot, and he was searching for that shot constantly. I think he's been much more patient of late, and when he's patient, you'll know because he's hitting the roll man. He hit Loon and Draymond several times tonight, and then the ball comes back around to him. He just looks more relaxed, more at ease than he did earlier in the year. It's a great point by Kerr. Early on in
5: the season, and we, we were just talking about it, just the sense of I need to find my shot, and I don't care if it hurts the team. Like, that's what it came down to. It was hurting the team. Clay trying to find his shot. They were losing. They were struggling because as Clay kept trying to force his shot, it wasn't letting the game come to him. Forcing and forcing. And that's what shooters do shooters shoot. That's the saying, right? Clay Thompson is one of the greatest shooters of all time. It's him and Steph, Ray Allen, Reggie Miller. Four greatest shooters of all time right there. And they're going to keep shooting. But for Clay, and where he has at in his career, the athleticism that he's not quite as athletic as he used to be, obviously, with two major injuries in Achilles and ACL, you don't expect that. But what you've seen from him in these last few weeks is just such a tremendous growth on the season. Him finding peace in his shot, being more comfortable. See how much more loose he is. 20 minutes Klay Thompson played last night? 45. You wouldn't know it, though. Obviously, it was double overtime, so numbers are skewed. But, man, he was just hitting these shots left and right. And it was kind of like a Kobe. Just, I'm just going to keep shooting. And I know I'm going to make more of the big shots throughout this game that I'm going to miss. And that was it. Shot 53% overall, 47% from three. 21-39. Like, That was a hell of a performance from Clay, and it's good to see that confidence, but not just the confidence, because he's always had confidence, right? And that was part of the problem, was just, maybe it was just an eagerness, a sense of I'm pressing, but now it's, I know I'm going to make it. I don't have to worry. I can let the game come to me, or I could take it over like I did last night, and he did that, dropping 54 points. In a hell of a performance and one of the greatest games of his career, I think, given the state of this team, given where he's at in his career. It's obviously not in his prime anymore, but would you, you wouldn't know that after last night. No Steph, right? And again, the problem with this team, still on the road, remains to be seen, but it's improved tremendously the last couple weeks, is closing quarters, closing halves. Who's going to make that final shot? Jordan Poole, he's been struggling there a little bit. Confidence for Jordan still high. He's been playing well, but still some of those those turnovers, those rookie mistakes. Not a rookie, but the young mistakes. And Steve Kerr, he talked about Jordan Poole after the game, and he's
4: not worried about it. I keep saying this, but what I love about Jordan is that he's got another level to reach, and these games are so great for him to feel what it's like to be Steph. Uh, what it's like to have the best defender on you, to have the pressure on you, to have to to function down the stretch where the game's going to be more physical and you got to play through all that stuff. So these are all great learning experiences for him. We don't win any of these five games without Jordan. We just don't. We desperately need what he's bringing to us. And the great thing is, he needs this this experience to go through so he can feel what it's like to be the main guy with Steph out have to elevate his game not so much from boring standpoint but just from an improvement standpoint an understanding awareness of what needs to happen playing through stuff getting us into our offense and and those are all things he's going to improve upon and like I said that's exciting to me because he's already hell of a player he's going to get better it's a great point from Steve Kerr
5: Jordan Poole Twenty-eight points, eleven of thirty-one, not the greatest shooting performance from Jordan. Couple key turnovers at the end there. Didn't get a shot off at the end of overtime or at the end of the game. Remember they bounced that off his leg. Luckily they were lucky that his missed on the rebound was whacked right to DiVincenzo. He hits the shot. Rest is history. But again, he's getting the best defender. That Steph usually gets. He's garnering all that attention because he is so athletic. And this is great for him. It's a learning experience. He's only going to get better from it. And pressure is a privilege. Is that Billy Jean King? Pressure is a privilege. you got to rise above it. This is a great learning experience. And it's great having a learning experience and a win, right? Like, there's there's learning experiences, and they've had a lot of them on the road this year. If you're a Golden State Warriors player, and man, if you're a fan watching it, but having that learning experience in a win is so much nicer. And the 49ers learned that, by the way, too, this past Sunday on New Year's Day. Learning experience, Brock Purdy had to fight through some adversity. They did that, overcoming a 10-point deficit. Raiders, obviously, they'd blow those things like... That's going to go... I'm not going to say it, what I was going to say. But they're just... Ugh, don't get me started on the Raiders. Choke artists. But we'll get into more of that game. Up in the next segment, still talking about that dramatic win, double overtime. Golden State Warriors 143, Atlanta Hawks 141, as the Golden State Warriors improved to 17-2 and at home. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Five-game winning streak. That blowout loss against the Nets seemed like forever ago. What did the Nets score, by the way, on that game? First half, was it 90-something ridiculous? They had 90 points in the first something ridiculous. But they go on Christmas Day. Huge win against John Morant. Still no Steph or Wiggins, by the way. I haven't even mentioned Wiggins all day. today. Still still without Wiggins. A little concerning, by the way. Obviously, the groin, you never want to mess with that. Huge for any player in the NBA, just for lifting, all that sort of stuff. But no Wiggins on the defensive end. And the Warriors, they're streaking at the right time. I mean, this was a part of the schedule where we were getting nervous. Right? Get blown out back-to-back in New York. Knicks, Nets, and then get home Christmas. Like, oh boy. Jaw. It's like, all right, maybe after that we can get fat him. No. 123-109 against the Grizz. They handled them throughout that game. Grizzlies are frauds, by the way. I've had so many takes garnered up here in the last couple weeks. I haven't been on air. And I'm sure you'll all of them throughout the host, throughout the day that have not been here for a few weeks.
3: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
5: These are total frauds. West is wide open. I think the Warriors, it's them and the Clippers. Clippers, maybe, but they're frauds until further notice, too, in my opinion. Nuggets, not scared of them. Suns, please. Please. West is wide open, and I think the Warriors are in perfect position still. All predicated on health, by the way. Stephen Curry, obviously, but get Steph back. I like their chances to reach the West, uh, to beat the best in the West, and you know, take on whoever is out the best in the East. Like It's, it's the Warriors, and then it's Nets, Bucks, and Clip, uh, Celtics. Like That's it. Those are the teams. Those are the four teams that have a chance of winning a title this year. Let me know if I'm wrong at 888-957-9570, but those are the four teams to me. Nets, Celtics, Bucks, Warriors. Those are title contenders to me. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. We're going to take a quick on-break. Quick break, come on back. Easy enough for me to say. Not a lot of sleep for you, boy, last night, obviously. Double overtime, had to watch that. 350 wake-up call. Obviously, the... Damar Hamlin situation, wasn't easy to sleep last night watching that unfold, watching all the videos, listening on the radio, all that, following along on Twitter. Again, we'll have all the updates on Damar Hamlin if you're just joining us, if you're just finding out. Buffalo Bills, secondary player, Damar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in the game last night versus the Bengals. This per the Buffalo Bills in a statement released last night. His heartbeat was restored on the field, and he was transferred to the UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. He is currently sedated and listed in critical di- condition, so we will have all the latest on that throughout the day right here on 95.7 The Game. Any updates there? Obviously, he is in a thart- our thoughts and prayers. His family was in attendance last night. Very scary situation. Hoping for the best for DeMar Hamlin and his family. Coming up next, right here on 95.7 The Game, we're going to get into more of that 49ers-Raiders overtime victory. Just wild, wild stuff happening in the Bay right now in sports. You don't want to miss any of that coverage right here on 95.7 The Game. This is the pregame show. Joe Spadoni, come on back.
6: Now, back to the pregame show on
3: 95.7 The Game.
5: Pre-game show with Joe Spadoni, 95.7 the game. Fonte and Shasky, they're right around the corner. We've got an awful lot to get into around the sports landscape. We'll have Brian Baldinger, 7.30. Anthony Lamb, 8.30. Golden State Warriors, they defeat the Atlanta Hawks, 143-141. to And double overtime as Kavon Looney is the hero. Dante DiVincenzo a hero. Everyone's a hero for the Golden State Warriors last night. Hell of an effort. Hell of a team win as they improved to 17-2 and at home. Another big game that happened over the weekend on the holiday. 49ers Raiders as the San Francisco 49ers defeated the Las Vegas Raiders also in overtime. Not double. They don't do that in the NFL. I feel like they used to, didn't they? Craziness. but I think they still might, right? still go double overtime in uh, playoffs? Well, hopefully we don't get that. But anyways, I digress. 37-34, 49ers get the victory. They improved at 12-4. They're now the two-seed in the NFC. And Brian Baldinger joining the guys at seven will break that down. Obviously, we are still discussing and monitoring the situation with DeMar Hamlin. Buffalo Bills secondary player. Bills released a statement. About six, seven hours ago now. Uh, If you do not know, Hamlin plays for the Bills on Monday Night Football last night as Buffalo was playing Cincinnati in Cincinnati. He took a hit to the chest, it looked like, on a tackle, got up, stumbled a little bit, fell back. Very scary situation. CPR was administered on site uh, to Hamlin. And the Bills released this statement saying, quote, Demar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field, and he was transferred to the UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. He is currently sedated and listed in critical condition. So we will keep you all updated throughout the day right here on 95.7 The Game on Hamlin's situation, his status, just scary, scary, scary stuff um, for all involved. Watching it, his family being there in person, the teammates, tears streaming down their faces. Just very scary situation. And we will keep you all posted right here on 95.7 The Game throughout the day. Hoping for the best for DeMar. Good news, I guess, that he is stable. He is in critical condition, but they were able... To get a pulse on him as they left which is very important obviously i haven't seen anything like that i've seen something similar uh those of you who watch soccer premier league europe anything like that uh christian erickson who's a premier league player danish player um midfielder for man united plays for the denmark national team and a couple of years ago in the euros European championships they were playing I forget who they were playing but Christian Erickson just all of a sudden just fell on the pitch just fell completely and they rushed him he had a heart attack he went into cardiac arrest they had to revive him on the field his heart stopped Uh, luckily they were able to save him transport him and now he's back playing for Man United again we just saw Denmark play in the World Cup so Just rare situations like this, it's just scary, scary stuff. And just reminds you what's important in life, and that is life. And sports is secondary sometimes, and obviously scary, scary stuff. And Klay Thompson actually talked about it last night after the game and sending his thoughts and prayers to Hamlin and his family.
4: I just wanted to send my condolences to, uh, Mr. Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills, his family, his teammates in the city of Buffalo. As athletes, uh, sometimes the game can overshadow us as individuals or people. And just on behalf of the organization, we just uh, wish him the best, keeping him in our prayers and hoping for the best possible outcome. And, um, just a tremendous person. And, uh, it's bigger than sports. So
5: yeah, it's all that needs to be said right there. Just. Hoping for the best for Hamlin, his family, him, the entire team, everything. Uh, Scary stuff. And again, keep you posted throughout the day. DeMar Hamlin currently sedated and in critical condition after suffering a cardiac arrest in Cincinnati. So we'll stick here with football. Try to segue as best as we can to the craziness that did take place In Vegas on Sunday, Brock Purdy, again, showing his grit, showing his moxie. And the San Francisco 49ers defeating the Las Vegas Raiders. And Jared Stidham, who somehow turned into Tom Brady for a second. And it was Purdy v. Stidham in a matchup of the ages. Just crazy craziness happening in Las Vegas. That's what you get for waking up in Vegas. Shout out, Katy Perry. I gave myself a two for that. That was bad. It's a new year. I'm working some material, guys. I'm sorry. Um, But if you want to get involved in the conversation, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Go ahead and hop on that Odyssey app. Download it. Favorite 95.7 The Game. By the way, I'd be remiss to say 957thegameshop.com is now open. Christmas is over, but it doesn't mean you still can't buy some stuff. Valentine's Day right around the corner. I know what you need for Valentine's Day to get that, honey. Get that Money Time t-shirt. Yeah. Here you go, honey. Happy Valentine's Day. There you go. A box of chocolates and a nice dinner. Then you're good. Get the flowers. Get all that stuff. They say they don't want it, but they do. The significant other will say that they don't want it, but you still give it to them anyways. Okay? It's a trick. It's a trap, as Admiral Ackmar would say. But Valentine's Day... Don't sleep. It's still a month away, but it'll creep up on you. I got the horrible, horrible double task of having Valentine's Day right before my wife's birthday. Her birthday is February 17th. Three days after. It's a mess. It's not fun. I digress. 49ers beating the Raiders. 37-34. Brock Purdy. He broke a lot of hearts. Speaking of Valentine's Day, broke a lot of Vegas hearts. Well, maybe not a lot, because it seemed like it was mostly Niners fans at Allegiant Stadium. Seems like it was 60-40 at worst, really. Maybe even 75-25. I don't know. felt like a lot of Raiders fans sold their tickets to Niners fans. Like, listen, no Derek Carr. Yeah, I guess we're still technically in alive in the hunt, but with Jared Stidham starting, let's, we're going to get screamed. I don't want to be there. And I understood it from a fan's perspective. You don't want to go to that. And listen, the Raiders are never going to have a home field advantage in Vegas. That's a given. But it was a sea of red a couple weeks prior. It was a bunch of red and blue from the Patriots. It'll be a sea of red this Saturday. By the way, primetime game for the Raiders this Saturday against the Chiefs at 1.30. Yuck. Uh, ugh. Please get the Raiders off my primetime television as fast as possible. Yes, Jared Sinem looked nice. Maybe it'll be a good game. But I just want that season to end for that team so badly. Just as a fan. But a season that's not going to end badly, and a season that's just getting started, it seems like a team that can go on a deep run to the San Francisco 49ers. Brock Purdy, again, what was the thing we were saying? Can you play against a team that's beating him? Adversity, right? They were down 10. Every single punch that the 49ers gave, the Raiders punched back, right? It just seemed Waller, Jacobs, Devontae freaking Adams, Stidham, Just lighten it up. Everything. But the Niners kept coming back. And when they needed the big plays to happen, Brock Purdy made it happen. Christian McCaffrey made it happen. Brandon Ayuk. My goodness. What a performance from him. Just unbelievable. Best game. I think I've seen him play. Nine receptions, 101 yards. Touchdown. He was just clutch catch after clutch catch. And hell, the one that probably should have been picked off. Purdy gets the ball hit in the air. What's going on? Right place at the right times. Better to be lucky than good, is what they like to say. And, hell, right place at the right time. Brandon Ayuk, clutch there. And the 49ers, again, 37-34 in overtime. They get the win. Huge dub there. Bunch of overtime victories around the Bay Area. Warriors last night, double overtime. 49ers, January 1st, New Year's Day. And we'll break it all down. We've got one more segment here for you before tossing it over to Bonte Hill. And this guy who's going to join me next Joe the Butcher boy Shasky of the Morning Roast. Again, they got Brian Baltinger coming up at 7.30. Gonna not want to miss that. Obviously, he'll be talking about that crazy 49ers Raiders game, but also the situation going on in Cincinnati with Damar Hamlin being in critical condition after a cardiac arrest. We will keep you updated on that throughout the day. And then again, just a big, big game for the Warriors and their win over the Atlanta Hawks. But again, sports seems secondary to a big story like what's going on in Cincinnati with Damari Hamlin. So we'll have all that info and all that coverage right here on 95.7 The Game. This is the pregame show with Joe Spadoni. Don't go anywhere. 95.7 The Game. Back
6: to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game.
5: Back pregame show, Joe Spadoni 95 7 the game and breaking down the Golden State Warriors double overtime victory over the Atlanta Hawks as they prevail 143 141. Kevon Looney doing Loon God stuff. What is it? Akeem Loon Wajuwan, Moses Maloon, whatever you want to call him, 14 points, 20 rebounds. Klay Thompson, 54 points. Jordan Poole, 28. Wasn't his best night efficiency-wise. Some turnovers bad, but good learning experience for him. Anthony Lamb, 7 of 12 for 17 points. He'll be joining the morning roast at 8.30. Can't wait for that. Brian Baldinger as well, 7.30. Want to be locked into Baldy's breakdowns. He does it the best. He's the best. We had him in studio before Christmas time, and guy just gets it. In another situation, obviously, he will be discussing... Uh, What's going on with DeMar Hamlin? Again, we will keep you all posted. The latest, this was from the Buffalo Bills about seven hours ago. Uh, The statement that they released, quote, DeMar Hamlin, this is Buffalo Bills secondary player, was playing last night in Cincinnati against the Bengals, and after making a tackle, stood up, and just all of a sudden fell backwards. Scary situation. CPR was administered. He did have a pulse when he left the arena, the stadium, what have you. And this is from the Buffalo Bills. Quote, DeMar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field and he was transferred to the UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. He is currently sedated and listed in critical condition. So again, we'll keep you all updated throughout the day. That's still the most latest information we have. Something else comes out. We will be discussing it right here at 95.7 the game it's a delicate situation it's a scary situation um i'm sure a lot of you were following it last night it was kind of hard to juggle that back and forth got to be honest it was very kind of difficult to watch that warriors game after that um and stuck through it had to watch it it's a fun game uh, but again clay thompson talked about it by the sound kind of sports a secondary at that point we're talking about a life so scary situation there i'm hoping and praying for Hamlin, his family, the Bills players, anyone close to him. Scary, scary stuff. Hard to segue out of that again, but we will try to do that. As Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky, oh, that's a beautiful face to walk in. Happy New Year, Joe Shasky of the Morning Rose. He's joining Bonte Hill here in about, oh, 15 minutes or so. they got an awful lot to discuss. Double overtime victory. Brock Purdy v. Jarrett Stidham which is the new Peyton Manning v. Tom Brady matchup that everyone's going to be watching over the next decade. I'm kidding, but it was a fun matchup on New Year's Day. Just a lot of sports happening. And Chaska, I'd be remiss if we probably just didn't start with what I just mentioned with the DeMar Hamlin situation. Um, Just scary stuff. Again, he suffered cardiac arrest on the field last night in Cincinnati. Uh, Is currently sedated and in critical condition at the UC Medical Center in Cincinnati. Um, Just scary stuff. Scary stuff.
6: Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, working out. And so, you know, you put the phone with no notifications or whatever, or like, don't, don't, don't bug me, I guess, whatever. And I was trying not to get any updates on the basketball game because yeah. I was going to go home Do not disturb. and try yeah. to catch back up on the basketball game. Totally. And then as I'm watching the basketball game, it starts to slowly get close to, to syncing up to, you know, real time, if you will, like late in the third quarter. And then I look at my phone and I look at all the missed text messages and I'm like, oh boy. I really missed something big here. And then you, you see the play, and it didn't seem that devastating. And I'm not trying to, like, you know, minimize
5: um, No, the tackle itself, no, it. no, no, because to your point, we've seen a lot of, like, head like trauma, like, oh, that mm-hmm. was a scary hit. Or, like, hell, even when Fred Warner pulled Renfro's face mask, I was like, oh, my yeah. God, his neck. Like, you think of head things. And that just seemed like, oh, maybe a hard hit to the chest, but that was just a normal tackle that you see. Yes. And then he gets up. And then he falls back, and then immediately, uh, whoever the Bengals player was, like, "Get this! This guy needs help."
6: Yeah, and it's just—it's scary. it's, just, it's scary is like an understatement. Yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, obviously, you feel for the man, right? Obviously, it's—it's yes. it's an absolute de- devastating, devastating thing to have happen. And we have no idea what's gonna—you know—what's gonna happen from here. He's in critical condition. I was trying to pay attention to to what's going on right now, and and you feel for his family, and then you're seeing the video of him dapping up his family before the game. It's. It's heart-wrenching. You know, I was thinking about, and I don't know if you're uh, privy to this one, but like Pete Maravich, you know, he had a cardiac arrest on the court in a pickup basketball game, and that's what ended up, you know, ending his life. Wow. 40 years old. I believe it was a church league or something like that. Um, He had a, a cardiac arrest. Now, his was just a cardiac arrest during the game. Yeah. But then I also started thinking about like Winners Patterson, and I don't know if you know that name. No. But like he's a San Francisco legend. Uh averaged over 40 points a game in high school. Wow. He fell and hit his head, and I don't remember if it was seizure or cardiac arrest. I remember it was one of the two. I'm not sure if they ever determined it. He died in the in the 90s. He was one of the great basketball players to come out of Balboa and in San Francisco. And the kid passed away at 19 years old on the court. Man. Similar thing where he hit himself, hurt, got hurt and and just passed away. Scary. It is scary, and we always tell it: life is precious. Life is precious. It is precious. Yes.
5: Yes. And I mentioned a couple of years ago at the Euros. Um, That's right. I uh, remember Christian that. Eriksen, the Danish uh, national player, Denmark obviously playing, and he just fell down, collapsed, and yeah. he also went into cardiac arrest. And, you know, shout out to the first responders there. Yeah. They, I will say that for the NFL, they are very just top notch when it comes to all the medical people being right there immediately. And they did administer CPR. I'm assuming, I don't want to assume stuff obviously terrible, but I'm uh, electro shock therapy on his chest to get him start going. Um, but he did have a pulse when he left. And again, uh, Damar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills suffered cardiac arrest and is uh, currently sedated and listed in critical condition at UC Medical Center. More information trickles down. We will break it all down right here, all day, 95.7 the game. Joe Shasky joining me now. Member of the Morning Roast with Bonte Hill. They're going to be joining Brian Baldinger, 7.30, and Anthony Lamb at 8.30, Shasky. Anthony Lane with a solid game last night, huh? He was on set with the boys, oh, so, you know, Bonte
6: doing some producing. Huge.
5: I mean, this is a new year, new beat. I did not watch the post game. I'm sorry, Bonte. I was, or it was like 11 o'clock, and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm drained. Oh, I was watching it. <laughs> I, 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 I was so amped I couldn't go to bed. Dude, there was uh, so much last night. I was like, I, I couldn't even sleep last night. I didn't sleep, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, I, well, I, I know didn't. that
6: feeling. And then <laughs> after watching postgame with Bonte, I ended up watching part of a documentary where Kurt Russell's dad, Bing
5: Russell, owned a baseball team. What? Yeah, I'm sick. <laughs> Dude, I'm watching this thing right now. Uh, it's called A Friend of the Family on Peacock. Huh. Very just, dis- it's Friend like, it's family. a true crime. Like, it's uh, like a, okay. not like a doc, but it's like one of those where like like famous actors and actresses play these people. Like, it happened. Huh. Like, it's, it's. I highly recommend it if you're into like a true crime thing like that. I, I am. Um, Just very fascinating situation going on there. Kidnapping and neighbors and weird stuff going Ooh. on. But yes, just
6: highly recommend What was it. that Shia LaBeouf? Um, Shia LaBeouf?
5: Is that his okay, yes. however you pronounce it? Shalabo?
6: How do you, you pronounce okay, it? Dick well, nephew? Whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> the, the wackadoodle. What was Lebeau. the movie where he was up, like with a broken leg up in the up in the, the house and he was looking at the, the neighbors. Oh, Disturbia? He was <laughs> <He's> on <laughs> house arrest.
5: I didn't even think he had a broken leg. He was on house arrest. I it's a
6: classic. Get a kick out of that movie. <laughs> that was a good one. Remember that? Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah. His,
5: his friend that had the oh I no, told not, you I have a sickness. It, no, no, scared, dude. I love all this stuff. Jade doesn't really like watching movies. Uh-huh. He's more of a TV show person, but I, I binge watch movies constantly. I I watched
6: the worst crime doc of all time. It's called Don't Pick Up the Phone. Oh, it was on Netflix. Oh God! And I'll I'll give you the the brief cliff notes. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. and It was real.
5: This one's low key funny too. A friend from the family, not funny, but because it actually happened. But like, just fifty years ago in the same. Like, what are you doing, trusting these like weird people? Just anyways, go ahead. People are dumb. <laughs> I mean, this
6: is common sense. God. I'm telling you, I want to start a new political party, the Common Sense Party. God. But anyway, the, the somebody was crank calling a bunch of fast food restaurants and getting workers to strip down naked very very funny it's hilarious i mean it's not hilarious because some of the girls were victimized clearly Jesus, but i couldn't just, get over how dumb some of these people it's, were it's
5: very the gullible nature of people and just how, you, how trustworthy people are it's and then especially in today's society where it's just everything's on social and you like I, I feel now more than ever like people are just like i'm being a parent now too i was like i'm just so paranoid all the time like it's just we're just weird people like out there somebody's watching, watching me Playing tricks on me. Uh, look that's a at great you. Song.
6: That's a, I know that one. Come on. uh Can we talk about Stidham for a second? Because I know you're oh, a Raider Stidham.
5: Stid him as people were calling. It. I hate that. By the way, he looked good. He did. He looked. He good. looked really good. He looked good. You know, like I don't want to like. Huh. In hindsight, I probably felt I probably should have known he would have thrown it better than he was. Like he knows McDaniel's system. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like he was the one teaching all these guys, cool. like Carr, Waller, Devonte Jacobs, like. They were talking after the game like, "I'm not shocked." Derek like, Waller
6: clearly likes him.
5: I, right on the table, I think all the Raiders players, other than Devontae, obviously Carr's his boy. But Jacobs and Waller didn't seem too upset that Stidham was the quarterback. No, That's, it's,
6: he, I thought he looked poised. He saw the been, field. Yeah,
5: there's been so sorry, i not to cut you off. There's no, just been no. so much happening the last couple weeks in sports where I've been out. Derek Carr, obviously, his time with the Raiders is over. Just, just wild. Like, just the, his tenure with the Raiders. Obviously, like him and like his brothers now are like. Taking shots at the organization. It's like it's weird. Just well, you
6: know what it reminds me of? Like I, I think
5: so many times,
6: like Alex Smith, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, people can argue till they're blue in the face who's better. More, who's marginally better? A lot of those guys, I think more guys than not, if the situation's really good, they can be good. If it's not, they can't overcome it. No, And and very few players can. But that's what separates the great quarterbacks from the not-greats. Like the Joe Burrows that everyone wants, the Josh Allens, the Patrick Mahomes. Those guys not only can overcome dysfunctional situations, they elevate others around them. There's so many other guys who can be good, functional, winning players, but they can't do those things. And so, like I, I... how long has he been the quarterback for the Raiders? Nine Derek seasons.
5: Nine years. It took them nine years to finally
6: rip the Band-Aid off. It's, it's and I hot.
5: don't blame him. Yeah, it was really hard because, I mean, obviously last year you give him the extension because that was just... a Horrible season that yeah. he had to go with, and they somehow made the playoffs. And he didn't play like amazing, but he was the leader of that locker room. Always tremendous amount of respect for what he did. Yeah, just off the field, great guy. A lot of work with the Fresno, like Children's Hospital, all that stuff. He's just a great teammate too. Like he's a good teammate. Yeah, um, I think
6: he's generally a good dude. Yes, I think he I, means well.
5: And I did root for the guy, like just because yeah. of that. Like he's a good dude. Yeah, but again, you look at just the conference, and let alone the, the your own division, man. You have Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. You're not beating those guys. No. Like you're just not, with Derek Carr as the quarterback. And what I saw from Jarrett Stidham in that one game against the number one defense in the league, yeah. against Nick Bosa, against Hufanga, against Armstead, and all those studs, he lit him up, dude. <laughs> like and he played in, in the off-schedule throws. Oh, yeah. The extending plays. I was like, I'm sorry. Great like, ball fakes. I haven't seen that. From Derek Carr since he broke his leg, and he I'm gave, just being
6: honest. I don't think any of us have. He made some throws to Moreau that were wow, and then Devontae obviously <laughs> looked great. Sick. That yeah. Devontae catch, we can argue whether it was or wasn't. I thought it was a catch. Yes, me personally. Yeah. Like when the ca- forearm was under yes. it, yes, and that was. And when you yes. called it on the field, the yeah. catch, I'm rolling with the catch. That's yeah. what I thought. A hell of a play. I mean,
5: yeah. Devonte's ridiculous. Yes.
6: How about the touchdown before <laughs> halftime?
5: Oh my God, are you kidding me? Yeah, just the, f- the
6: fade, all that sort They're of like, stuff. I'm like, oh, what's going on with <laughs> Devonte this year? Like, why is he? Is good. Then you look up. I don't know. 100 catches, 14 oh, touchdowns. he's Probably having
5: an all-pro season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like he's so it's just, ridiculous. It's just because Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill get all the love, and Devontae's not playing with Aaron Rodgers anymore. But you look at he's has the league lead in touchdowns. He's, like, so he's sick. just so sick. Josh Jacobs, I love was, him. I know we're talking a lot of Raiders right now, but the no, no, it was a fun game. No, it was a really fun game. And Brock Purdy, we were talking about it before that. I know we got to wrap up here soon, but. Finally overcoming some adversity. That was what we were talking about, right? And granted the Raiders, they blow leads better than anyone. Like they suck. Like five. Sorry about that video I posted. D- oh, I don't care about it. like it it's the it's a rivalry still. That's what right? I'm saying. Like, come have on, fun. can we have some fun? Like if you yeah. didn't post anything and be like, Oh, that was disappointing. I want to see Shasky talk about I this know. game. Like, come on, a little ribbing like trust me, that nice Raiders jacket you got me for Christmas. Thank you, oh, by the did way. Did you like that? I would have rocked it right now if oh. they had won and all my <laughs> Raiders me. Don't worry, once we draft Uh, C.J. Stroud. I will be decked out in it in the NFL Draft. College football? Talk about having a moment. Dude, just so much to unpack here, and I'm sure you and Bonte are going to get all into that on the morning roast. That's Joe Shasky. Brett Schmerzberger
6: is somewhere fawning over McCarthy's girlfriend somewhere.
5: Dude, somewhere over Stidham's wife, who they panned to like 50 times during that game, which is kind of weird, but anyways. Uh, The wife, the kid, (laughs) they got full, and then like whoever else was in the suite. Very odd. Anyways, uh, that's Joe Shasky. He's coming up next with Bonte Hill. Morning roast, ninety five seven. The game. Don't go anywhere, folks.
1: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four
3: lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.
1: Mm-hmm.